0: I've seen it take a toll and be harmful I've seen what it can do when I got both of my arms full But still continue to pile more on my back though I learned at a young age, if you wanna do something impactful Then you gotta be willing to sacrifice and really go after it With everything that you have Cause if you don't, it ain't never gonna happen Listen Gotta prevail, gotta excel Think I hit my peak? Nah no, I just started climbing a hill Kill or be killed Well, if that's the way that you feel I hope you know you about to get the raw end of the deal I need to meditate I ain't got no room to grow I would never say Conversations with the Lord should be every day. Reconnecting with my car, get my head on straight. Praying on my downfall, let her. Pray, resume, check the resume. Set the pace, I don't hesitate. Yeah, just get it done, let me demonstrate. Demonstrate, demonstrate. Let it soak in, let it resonate. Blood, sweat, and tears on the 808s. See, him praying on my downfall. Oh, oh. let him pray, let him pray.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the next episode of Coast to Coast. Uh k with my co-host Beyond 716. Affectionately known by some as Brian, but um <laughs> the season is over uh abruptly, um, poetically, and uh unfortunately. Um It was a season of, you know, polar opposites at times. Um, We went from, you know, sharing that, like, (laughs) top 10 pick to, uh, you know, the number two overall scene in the NFC. You know, tons of injuries. I mean, we went from one of the... Best teams on both sides of the football, all three phases of football, uh, early in the year to uh um, you know, a really uh really, really beat up um, a really, really beat up, stretched out, uh, stretched thin roster at the end of the year. And it's unfortunate, uh, because this team showed a lot of grit. This team showed a lot of perseverance, the team showed a lot of uh strength, it showed a lot of fortitude fortitude. Uh, um and it, it 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 represented the the uh the city of Buffalo and the families base um of Western New York and abroad uh very very well in my opinion. Um I, I would like to first off Hit my hat to the, the inter, this iteration of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it was it was a roller coaster of a season. <laughs> we had highs and lows, ups and downs, and you know this is the part of the year where things change. Uh, there will be players who we're accustomed to seeing in red, white, and blue will no longer be in red, white, and blue at the start of the uh, football season next year. So, you know, it's the ugly side of the business. I mean, the ugly side of the sport. It's the business side. And, um, yeah, you know, here we are. So, uh,
2: beyond, how you feeling? You know, you've, you've really summed up a lot. I mean, this season started with you and I in Jersey, tailgating, ready for the game at the middle, at the, the middle hands, at MetLife Stadium, the ups and downs of that game, Aaron Rodgers out for the year, we lose a tough game in overtime, and then we get on a, a burner for four games, we're on a hot streak, we go to London, the injuries, the, the jet lag of all that, and, and that's when it started piling up from there, and we had this lull during the middle of the season, and When we were 6-6 and and Ken Dorsey was dismissed, we think it all is lost. A lot of people said we were done. A lot of people threw us away. 8-9, we're going to miss the playoffs. Is Sean McDermott going to survive the season. We got it together, ran off five in a row. And yet something we spoke about a lot, it's very hard to do what the Bills were trying to accomplish, which was to win nine games in a row, to win the Lombardi Trophy, especially through a very difficult AFC and when you couple on the injuries that came back after it appeared towards the end of the season, we were getting our players back. Then Terrell Bernard got hurt. We're going to get into all the injuries a little bit later. But, yeah, it's, it, it's this game compared to 2021, 2021 really ripped the heart out because we knew we were going to play home in the AFC title game, where this game we knew we had the injuries and there are reasons why that we lost. And there's no guarantee we would even win next week against Baltimore. But the fact that we lost at home against again the Kansas City Chiefs, it, it, it's a difficult pill to swallow. But I agree with you. There's a, also a lot of good things we can look at this team, the resiliency, the way that they bounce back, and I think going forward, it's something we could draw f- of in 2024. It may not seem like it now because everything's kind of raw. You know, we're, we're all feeling it. But I, I really do think we could draw positives going forward into 2024 from the way this team finished the season. 100%, man. Uh, I,
1: I think the running game will uh, definitely pick up and, you know, pick up right where I left off this past year. I expect next year's I expect next year's rushing attack to be even better. Um, I expect James Cook to have a, a better year. I, and listen, he had a great year. Like, for all the the things that we can point to, the the, the drop against the uh, against the Steelers that would have been a touchdown on the little wheel route, the drop against the Chiefs, that would have been a touchdown on the little Texas route.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I, he still had over a thousand yards rushing. He's the first guy to do that since Shady. Um, I expect next year his, his I, he, he should be somewhere near 2,000 yards uh, from scrimmage. I, I fully expect, you know, 1,200, 1,300 yards rushing from him and, uh, you know, four 500 yards, uh, as a receiver. Um, I expect the defense to be better next year than it was this year. Uh, we, we are losing some pieces and we'll, we'll get to, it. we'll get to all of that. Uh, but, um, Trey White's been through a major injury already. Um, and he snapped his Achilles and I fully expect Trey White to be back uh to regular Trey by like week 15, 16 next year. It's about a year for an Achilles, so I expect him to um, you know, I expect I expect the last few games of the season to get the Trey White that we that we expect to get, uh, that we that we had this year. Uh, Christian Benford, you know, great season from him. They proved himself to be a capable uh starting number one corner in this league. Um Russell Douglas was, was a great addition. You know, we'll get Matt Milano back. And Matt Milano listen, like these are the things that we have to look forward to next year. Right? Mm-hmm. Josh Allen will be back. I'm still waiting once uh, I'm still waiting on some fallout from Stephon Diggs. I expect to hear some news about a uh, injury that he was holding out on. Um, we still have Khalil Shakir coming back. We've got the DK twins. We've got Knox and Kincaid, they'll be back. This entire offensive line will be back next year. In some form or fashion. Maybe Mitch Morse, uh, you know, maybe Mitch Moore's cut and then resign to a uh for so a more palatable deal. Um, but we have a lot to look forward to offensively and defensively uh, next year. Uh, but I'm just going to talk a little bit about the game. So I got a flat tire when I was leaving out the house. Went down to the, uh, to the bar yet yeah, to, to go watch the game. Oh. I ended up watching it at home. Yeah, me and my mother, I was going to go pick my mom up. We were going to go out there. She's a Steelers fan. and She's like... Hmm rooting for us now you know she was rooting for us to to go all the way and get it done so um you know got a flat tire whatever uh home watching the game and it's just like we looked good like the first half bro i just like i thought overall we looked good but defensively i saw some things so i'm gonna take you back to a couple of plays right uh First, I think it was the first drive. I think it was the first drive. It was like third and twelve or third and fourteen or something like that. And um Rashid Rice ends up catching the ball near the sideline. And he had a couple guys in front of him to block. He caught the ball maybe like six yards away from the, you know, from the line of scrimmage. And he was able to get the rest of the yards after the catch. Uh, and that play happened because Klein never carried him to the sideline that he was supposed to. Aaron Johnson passed him off. Darren Johnson was then responsible for Patrick Mahomes. Klein was mm-hmm. supposed to follow Rice to the sideline. He never did. Um so that, that led to three points that they ended up getting. Uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Then on the uh, another, of uh, was another Kelsey play where, you know, they think they, they, they ran a play-action kind out of a bunch set and, you know, they kind of snuck Kelsey out last, which was Klein's responsibility. Klein takes a step in towards the uh, running back. Mm-hmm. Oh, sugar, honey, I see. It's a pass. He doesn't have the foot speed to catch up or the coverage ability, so Naturally, he gets a beat for a huge game. Um, uh, Terrence Johnson actually got locked early on that play and ends up uh, getting up and, and turning up the field and making the tackle. So, um, those were a couple plays. And then there was another bunch set that they ran where Kelsey was wide open for the touchdown. Um, uh, I thought that that was Terrence's responsibility, but um, you know. She was able to slip out of there and get over for a touchdown. Um you know I we lost right and I don't want to reopen wounds. We lost. Sure. Yes. But I wasn't mad. Like at the end of the at the end of the game I just I was like really dude why right again? Like are we and I, I said this, I said this I think in one of the one of the spaces we were in. And I, I, I said, why write right again, like have we lost so many big moment crucial games that we're recycling ways to lose them now? Because we did this wide right thing already. And that was in the Super Bowl. So you know what's going on, man. Um mm-hmm. So that was actually kind of funny. Like I, I kind of just laughed it off. Like this this can't be life, bro. Like this this can't be real. Like this had to be some sort of a simulation. This cannot yeah. be real, but lo and behold, man, it's real. And here we are. Um they're in another offseason right in the face.
2: Yeah, you know, little about the about the wide right. And, and, you know, we don't want to go through the whole game piece by piece. I mean, a lot of our listeners have already broke down this game wow. at nauseum. I'm sure, in their minds, listening to shows, watching replays. But I felt when ba- when Bass came out for that field goal, I already thought the game was over. Because even if we score, if, we, if Bass puts it through the uprights, I just think Kansas City finds a way to get a field goal there to win it. Because I mean, our 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 defense was cooked. You and I t- spoke about it. The amount of injuries we had, losing the amount of linebackers we did, it, it, it's just it's just it was just a lot to ask. It, it's one thing to lose one player. It's one thing to lose two, but when you get to the levels that the Bills' back end defense, the injuries that we had, that's that's a lot to overcome. But to me, the, the the third and nine is still my biggest thing. I know everybody talks about the Shakir pass, that could have been a touchdown. But on third and nine, he had Kincaid for about maybe six or seven yards. I thought the play there would have been to set up a fourth and two, maybe a fourth and three, where it gives McDermott another decision. A, it takes a little more time off the clock, where Kansas has got to think about burning another timeout just in case we kick the field goal, right? Number two, we have number 17 who could get us two yards running the ball, or we could find a way to get that. If we got that first down, this forces KC to burn the timeouts, And and it gives us the chance to maybe win the game with little or no time left, having a four-point lead. That I thought would maybe would have been their game plan. I'm not sure if Josh decided to go for the kill on third down again when he threw it out of yeah, when he rolled, I think he rolled right and then he tried to throw it to digs, I believe, and it just wasn't there. But man, he had Kincaid there. I was like, oh, it just yeah, I just saw it right away, and I just felt like that would have been the best play again. Hindsight's 2020. And the crazy thing is, we were doing this all night. This was our game plan from the beginning, right? We spoke about last year against the Dolphins when we were short handed. Allen threw 60 times for 400 yards. We tried to keep the ball away from two in the offense because we were so short handed on the back end. It didn't work for us that game either, but the game plan was correct. And I thought the game plan of Joe Brady was correct because our defense was playing very short handed. And when you have Mahomes and Kelsey and Indy Reid, you know they were going to take advantage of that but we just didn't quite execute it. I agree with what Jason said in the chat. I wasn't mad. I was devastated. I felt the same way. It it wasn't the same. No anger. It was just a complete just laying in bed, just saying, man, I I, I just can't believe this happened again.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I, I wasn't mad or devastated, to be honest. I just, I was like, man, whatever. Like, like, whatever. This was—I was so—I think I was so shocked that he missed the kick wide right. I was just like, whatever, whatever, because we did the wide right thing already. So the fact that it came up again is poetic injustice, I guess. Um, But so let's 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 take a look at some of these injuries. You know. While while there will be people that'll say, oh, they're, they're making excuses. I don't really care. But if you think we're making excuses, I honestly don't care. Um mm-hmm. so Christian Benford, you know, CB1, out. Terrell Bernard, middle linebacker. Ian Davis, wide receiver two, out. Terrell Dodson just came back. Uh Aaron Johnson just came back. Sam Martin clearly wasn't. Sam Martin should not have been in that game. Um, Taylor Rapp, out. Baylor Spector, out. Um, Trey White, out. Matt Milano, out. You know, Star CB1, All Pro CB1, and All Pro, you know, linebacker, out. These guys. Just out like that. You lose that many guys. What did did I just run off? What was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys. Eight guys who start on defense. Gone. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Six starters on defense. Two reserve guys. Gone. Gone. Um. Most defenses don't survive that. The fact that we got to the AFC championship, uh, I mean, if there's going to be a silver lining, it's that. We, we I mean, the AFC divisional, divisional if there's a silver lining, that's what it is, I guess, if that's what you're into. Uh, but we're not in the business of silver lining. We're in the business of – supposed to be in the business of winning the Super Bowl. So there were a whole bunch of things that I heard this week, social media, you know, things like that. McDermott needs to be fired. We're wasting Josh's prime. Why can't we get over the hump? You know, McDermott got out coached, and I, I just listen listen to that stuff. And some of the people watching right now are people who said it. And I'm sorry, but that's dumb. I, I don't I don't agree with it. McDermott did not get out coached. What did you want him to do with the scraps of you know AJ Klein and Dorian Whit? Like, what did you want? Dan Jackson was the was starting. Dane Jackson stinks. We know that. Um let me not say the Dan Jackson stinks. You, you
2: know. Just, yeah, it's a major not, downgrade from, yeah, from it's what a
1: downgrade we, from mm-hmm. Benford, a healthy Rasul Douglas, and Trey White. Like, if those are your top three corners, your top three outside corners, that's a great problem to have to have that much talent out there. Um, I don't think that there was anything wrong with the game, I think that they did a very good job of, of, uh, of keeping the ball away from Patrick Mahomes in that offense, they did a good job of, honestly, mitigating what what Kansas City was trying to do. Uh, there were some, they they got the chunk plays, they got the big plays downfield that we used to get. Uh, we don't we don't we haven't been getting those this year uh, at all. Pretty much after what was it, week four, we, we stopped getting those big explosive plays. But it is what it is. Um I, I do I do not want to hear anybody like well, you know, let me not say that. You you're entitled to your opinion. If you feel like Sean McDermott needs to be fired, then that's fine. I watched this I watched his coach take I watched him really evolve over this year from a coach who very rigid uh awkward at times um uneasy around the press you could tell you know early on in the season that the struggles were weighing in on him and then something clicked man i think it clicked in that philly game Mm
0: -hmm.
1: something in him clicked and from that point he's been great um you know, I have, I have no complaints over Sean McDermott. That, that big punt was dumb. That big part was dumb. That was dumb. But outside of that, I, no, I have no complaints with McDermott. Nine times out of ten, any other coach is going to kick that field goal and that's just what, I, that's just what it is. He's going to kick that field goal, and, and that's fine. Um Going forward. Going forward. We have a ton of guys that are coming off the books. None more famous than, at least in my opinion, I think the biggest free agent we have um, right now is uh, Gabe Davis. And Judging from what I saw at the end of that game, I don't think Gabe is coming back. Um yeah. and I don't know how to feel about that. Like I'm okay. I'm okay if Gabe goes someplace else. Um But we got to upgrade it that because mm-hmm. I watched him, sure. I watched Trick Sherfield. I watched him drop two balls that effectively would have changed uh, the tenor. Of that game. I watched Stefan Davis drop a ball that would have changed the tenor of that game. Um, so. I'm just going to go through the list of the agents that we have. Okay. Micah Hyde, who I don't expect to see back. No. He's probably going to retire. Um, Daquan Jones, I, I think he's 32. I, I expect to see him back. Leonard Floyd probably is not coming back. Tim Settle, probably not coming back. Um, Jordan Phillips was talking about retiring. He's 31. He's probably not coming back. Tyler Matakavich is not coming back. Oda Ford. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Dane Jackson, probably not coming back. Tyrell Dodson has probably played himself out of Buffalo with how well he played. Trent Sherfield is an interesting one. At 28 years old, I was all for. Trent coming back next year at the wide receiver spot. Mm-hmm. You can't drop those balls, man. It's yeah. too big of a game, you know. And one of the things that one of the things that, you know, that that was supposed to be a strength of Trent Shurfield was his ability to make, you know, catches in traffic. We did not see that. We haven't seen um, Damian Harris, I don't know what the deal is with him. Um, Taylor Rapp probably gets resigned if it's if it's cheap. I expect to see David Edwards back on a similar deal to what he had last year. Uh, Lindall Joseph is probably retired again. Um, AJ and Vanessa, I'd love to see him come back. I don't know if it's it's happening. Jack Lawson coming. He's probably coming back. He's thirty. Um, Tavious Murray gone. Kyle Allen gone. Cam mm-hmm. Lewis is interesting. I'd like to see Cam Lewis brought back. Ty Johnson is another interesting one. I don't know if we bring back Ty Johnson because of the futures deal with Darrington Evans. I think Darrington That's Evans right. is uh, going to end up being the off the, the the special teams back this year. Uh Gabe Davis is gone. Quinn Morris. I don't know. I don't know if Qu- I, I don't know if Q comes back. I'd love to ha- I'd love to get Q back because I think Q's a good player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh but I don't know if Q might have done enough to get himself a bigger deal someplace else. Yeah. Um, no, you don't know. Maybe he ends up with uh Dave Ball out there and uh well I they got Dan
0: They should be fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he comes back. I hope he comes back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we got a ton of money. We got a ton of money we need to get um get off the get off the books. Yep. So you know you'll get your you'll get your restructures who's audio too. Oh, no, back. All right. Um We lost, uh, we got a lot of money that we got to get off the cap. So definitely, you know, you're going to see some um, restructures for Josh. and Probably Steph, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I actually don't know if they're going to restructure Steph. Because they might, they might be, I don't know if they, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot. That's going to say a lot to me. I will be watching yes. that one very, very closely to see what uh what happens there. Um,
2: I think that will, uh, that will reveal I reveal for a minute. Man. Yep. Um, do you, what do you have to to share? Uh, oh.
1: With, uh,
2: you know? Oh no worries. No about Steph. You're right. That will reveal whether the the Bills really want to keep him long term or Steph wants to stay long term. That. If he does restructure, that'll answer that question pretty loudly to me. That he would like to retire a bill. So we're we're gonna find out a lot about that. The the one good thing that we have, Whittles, we have 10 picks in this draft. So Brandon Bean did prepare for this. We we knew this offseason was coming. We knew that we had to pay, you know, pay up for Von Miller's contract. We knew we had to pay up for some of the restructures. I mean, sooner or later you, you gotta pay that bill, right? So this is the year that we have to do it. We do have three or four restructures we could do, and we still got an excellent core. We've had Terrell Bernard evolve into a major core piece. We've had Christian Benford evolve into a major core piece who are still on the rookie deals. So that, that's a big development for the Bills. And Dalton Kincaid as well is still on his rookie deal as well. And as he takes a next step up, and I think he will go into the 80-plus catch plateau, You know, maybe even 90 catches next year. So I would anticipate that. So there are still a lot of good things, but the sky is not falling, folks. It's not going to be easy. This conference is rough. We know that. I mean, the Chargers just got Jim Harbaugh today. Here comes another team that's going to be a, a tough task in, in, the, in the AFC. Just, just to name one. You have Houston. You have other teams that, that are coming fast. So Buffalo's got a lot to do. I trust Brandon Bean will make the right picks, and he has a lot to, to work with. I think it's pretty obvious, Will, we're going to go wide receiver in the first round, or at least by the second round. And I'm not sure about the other position, maybe safety D-tackle, but we have four months to dive into that, and I know we will. So that, But as far as the who he thinks coming back and who's not coming back, I, I generally agree with just about everything you said. Gabe Davis, I, I, I think, is a definite no. I, I cannot see him coming back at this point, Will. It, the amount of money, even at a low contract, it's gonna cost what seven million, maybe eight million to keep Gabe, but we just don't have that kind of room right now. We we don't have the ability to do that. Then you got to consider AJ Epineza, too. I mean, which one would you pick? I would probably take Epineza if I had to pick between the two right now and then just draft a wide receiver, because I would rather have the wide receiver on the five year rookie deal, especially if it's a first round draft pick.
1: Let yeah, me ask you a question.
2: Sure. Do you think they would cut Von Miller? I think it's possible. It sounded like, though, for what Brandon being, it, it sounded like they're hinting that maybe they're still expecting him, something out of him next year. We do have an ability to escape out of that contract pretty, pretty well after next season, correct? If I remember when he first signed, it was essentially a three-year contract. You said say that again. Uh, the way Von Miller's contract was restructured, remember? Yeah. They set out a six-year contract, but it's really essentially Three a three-year year deal. Three they
1: restructured.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I would anticipate wants, they're going to keep him. So now, what would his, what would his dead cap hit be if they did cut him? Though, that's that's the real big question. That's something that I because we all know about Stefan Diggs. If they come him, dead cap mm-hmm. yeah,
1: Von's is 32.5. <laughs> He's not going anywhere,
2: folks. I, um, number 40 will we'll be saved yeah. up to start the 2024 season. Yes, 32,501,000 dead cap hit no you're right you're right wow yeah there is no way now the other thing about digs i wanted to ask you about if if it's after is it june 1st or july 1st it's 9 million this year and then 22 million in 2025 i believe right if we did something with digs at that point i believe it kind of splits after the i believe twenty-two. yeah I, I I would just say... If I, got don't to, think
1: he's going, I don't think he's going no. anywhere. I Unless he won, though. 2025? Mm-hmm. Listen, after next year, I can absolutely see them cutting Von Miller and just eating. 5, 36 at that point? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could, I could see that happening oh, at the cool. end of next year, them saying, like, all right, mom, look, like, you can retire or what, or whatever you want to do, but you're not coming back next year. That's it.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. It might put might put the question out there. Hey, Mike, man.
2: Yeah, it'll be thirty-five. Okay, so after
1: twenty twenty-four, we have an out. There's an out. It's a fifteen, fifteen point four million dollar dead cap hit. Hey, whatever, I need it and. That's that we're done. Um, if we were to cut him, yeah, 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 Mike. I'm sorry, man. He he's gonna be here, bro. It's a $32 million cafe if, if they cut him. So yeah. But yeah. but listen, Vaughn Von actually didn't look bad in the last uh in the last game. he uh, actually looked like he was kind of coming back what you know what he what he was before look if we can get a healthy von miller for the entire 2024 season if we can get aj epinesa back here on like a mm-hmm. three-year deal you know three year deal 20 26 million guaranteed um 33 with incentives or 30 with incentives like all right cool uh, let's get him back and then you got Russo so we draft a guy let's draft a let's an edge rusher and uh or we got Kingsley uh Jonathan which I mean this he's down he's he's Darryl Johnson 2.0 mm-hmm. um, you know we can get a guy if we can maybe draft a guy a young guy that that's a that 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 can uh you know, give us some pass rush pop and some solid run defense. Like, sure. Like, let's go. Let's go out and find another. You know, AJ Finesse or Leonard. Let's go find the next Leonard Floyd. Let's find that guy in the second or third round and um, go get us a wide receiver too. You know, a uh, target with some speed um, in the first round. That's that's gonna catch the football and click around sixty-three percent or higher. Let's let's start there. You know, what steps. Cash percentages as a Buffalo Bill, 60. 60. Wow. I, found I, yeah, I found that out today. Yeah, I found that out today. Me either. I found that out today defending Josh Allen. It was great in 2020. I don't know what's been going on in the last couple of years, but they they mm-hmm. they have to figure that out. And while we're talking about offseason players, let's talk about Josh Allen. He is the one person in Bill's mafia that always seems to escape criticism. And I hate it. Because you could tell early on in the year that there was no chemistry with him and his receivers outside of Stefan Davis. None. That's what happens when you don't work with your receivers in the offense. Let's hope Josh works on football this off instead of his golf game. because
0: you have a I'm little golf, but
1: not too much. Yeah. The offense struggle. No golf. Throw the damn football, okay? Just mm-hmm. throw the ball. To the guys that are going to be on your team, man.
2: let's let's do that. Um, especially, especially you consider, we may draft two wide receivers this I, year, which I could see happening for sure. We're going to have some new new faces in here that he's going I to have to work with. I, don't see, I you see, don't see it. Only don't see it. See one. I only see them taking one wide
1: receiver, bro. I really do. I only see them taking one. Yeah, I think that, I think that they go. I think that they take two defensive, at least two defensive line. I think they take an edge rusher, and I think they take a defensive tackle. Um, I also think that they go out and get another linebacker. And I think they draft us at least one seat. They may go, they may double up it. They may double up it. Maybe. But I'm, I'm, so we got 10 picks. We're definitely taking a wide receiver. I think we go defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, corner, um, mm-hmm. safety. That's seven. If we double up in safety, that's seven guys. Seven. That's seven picks. And that's, you know, if they get if they get it right, if, they, if that's what they end up doing. Which is no guarantee that they end up doing any of that.
2: You know what? I was beating um, this drum last. Year. I'm gonna. I was beating a drum last year. Danny Isabella, out there. What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. I I was beating a drum last year, and I'll beat it again. We backup quarterback with one of those ten picks. Let's let's groom a guy under Josh with a very cheap contract that would be better than yeah. Kyle Allen or Matt, you know, Matt Barkley. I would really like to see that. Maybe a quarterback that has some of Josh's skill set. I mean, it's obviously we can't get all of Josh's skill set in a quarterback, but at least if we could have someone that we could potentially, you know, look at, look at the Raiders with Aiden O'Connell, like a guy like that, we 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 be it would be advantageous for the Bills to have a backup quarterback like that. Let me ask you, Leon, what are your feelings towards
1: uh, McDermott?
2: to this team? There was a time when I was starting to get there when it came to maybe it's time to move on from McDermott. A lot of that was based on some of the, let's just put it mildly, irrational decisions in late games that he was making middle of the season this year, particularly the Denver game. It, it, that That's the number one example I could come up with so I'm based on his – B- based on his record in close games. But we did see an improvement on that. Like you said, the offensive coordinator change to Joe Brady, I think helped with that. Maybe that aligned more with McDermott and, and gave the team a little more of the cool complimentary football that he was looking for with the better running game. So I thought McDermott has improved in some of those scenarios. I mean, nobody is perfect. Andy Reed makes mistakes too. Bill Belichick at his prime made mistakes. Again, I'm not saying McDermott is these two guys. don't misunderstand me. I'm just pointing out the two greatest coaches we've seen. They make they make mistakes. I think McDermott based on how this team finishes, how his record of December is sterling over in November, December the last six years is unbelievable. That's a sign of a good coach to me. I the thing I just can't wrap my head around Whittle is why do we struggle so much middle of the season. For multiple multiple weeks, and that ultimately costs us one seeds, and then leads to playing a Kansas City instead of you us want, playing. You
1: don't, want, you don't want my answer.
2: What's the answer? answer? I yes, I do. I definitely want
1: Ja-ja. the answer. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. There were three games in that stretch in the middle of the season where I felt like. We needed Josh to be better to pick up the slack for where we were. Cincinnati, Denver, and the Giants game. Mm-hmm. I agree. We needed Josh. We we needed Josh to be dominant. We won the Giants game. But I think because the way the Giants game went, it just gave teams this. It just, it just like I'm a, okay. So I'm I'm big on energy, right? Uh, the energy around that Giants win was off because of how close it was. Should have never been that close. Should have never been that close. So in the Cincinnati game, I played Not got played by Burrow again. And you played down to the competition basically in, in, mm-hmm. in that Giants in that Giants team. We can't have those types of games in the middle of the season, man. We just can't. We can't, we can't afford it. Um and at this point, honestly, the one seed doesn't matter because if we're not healthy, we're not going to win. Like, look at the teams that are still in it on, our, on, on the AFC. No, look at the teams that are still in it, period.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the Chiefs, they're extremely healthy. The Ravens, they just got Mark Andrews back. <laughs> um. The 49ers are healthy. I mean they just want Debo, but I don't know how long Debo is out. I mean Debo might be at deep. Debo's in and out of the lineup. So I'm not sure how if he's yeah. uh if he's done if he's done or if he's gonna be playing this week. I don't, I don't know. Um mm-hmm. and then and then you have uh the Lions who got right? CJ Gardner Johnson back. They are healthy. It's the Williams platform. playing for they're healthy. They, Tam reporters play, they're healthy. They're healthy. That's why they're still playing. If we have our linebackers, we win that game by 10 against the Chiefs. Because we don't have co- coverage busts. Like there, there won't be coverage mistakes. There won't mm-hmm. be a completion for 18 yards when you need when you need 14 on third down in the first drive. They don't get any points from that drive. They don't get a big play on a on a on a corner route because AJ Klein isn't athletic enough to to recognize that you know it's 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 an RPO and I need to stay with my man and let and let and let the rest of these guys do their job. We don't get you know like we don't get that. Yeah, we don't. We didn't have that, and if we have it, you you saw this team. The first four weeks of the season, mm-hmm. the best team in football. Yep. Period. Offense and defense. It was the best team in football. You got have guys is, to keep that type
2: of yeah. player. And the other thing is, when you lose so many guys on defense, you, you know, McDermott, I'm sure, has to, and I don't wanna use the word, he has to simplify the playbook, right? You, you can't call the same type of packages, the same type of calls. With some of the players that we're putting in, right? it, it it's more than just a talent issue; it's a it's a scheme issue too. McDermott has to consider that in such a short period of time. Remember, we had a short week against Kansas City. Kansas City had two extra days off. I know McDermott said that wasn't a big deal, but I think it. I I do think there was something to that with the extra days off. And consider Kansas City essentially had a bye week before the Miami game, and the Miami game really wasn't. much for them to deal with because Miami had their own problems on defense so really Kansas City had quite a nice little layoff here to recharge some of those veterans where we just did not have that we we weren't afforded that luxury because a our division was tougher than the AFC West which is abysmal, and b we we couldn't rest our guys the last week of the season where we could get that recharge so that I I do think that was another little factor again these aren't excuses these are just facts we're laying out here so That's where I stand on that. Um,
1: so no, I
2: agree, man, hundred percent,
1: hundred percent agree. Um, so we already talked about the players. Um, let's talk about the staff. Uh, we talked about McDermott. So, what are feel feelings, man? Do we do we interview? Uh, for this this offensive coordinator position, or do we just give Joe Brady a full-off season to implement
2: his his game plan? I was pretty satisfied with Joe Brady. Was he perfect? No, nobody is. But overall, I I liked how his game plan was changing, depending on the matchup, right? And I, I liked his commitment to the run. I liked the run plays he was designing, I feel like we're utilizing more of our roster with, with a Joe Brady. And I feel like with a good draft from Bean, if we could get another outside weapon or number two to help Josh out, that I think that could really put all together. I would give Brady the opportunity to take the job. And then if not, then yeah, I mean, there, there's we're going to attract some excellent candidates. I mean, who wouldn't want to be the OC of Josh Allen? right that 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 could lead to a job so i think brady unless he's got a another attractive position as an oc or even a head coaching job i don't think he's going anywhere so i definitely think joe, joe brady will be the oc going into next year joe brady's not
1: going anywhere that man showed up to the stadium in a, in a hoodie and sweats i mean a hoodie and shorts and it was like 20 degrees out there he's not going anywhere Definitely. The guys home. Um, I, I want to see Joe Joe Brady eventually succeed. Uh, I want to see Joe Brady succeed. Um, Sean McDermott as the head coach for this team eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as DC is concerned, I think I think we will go out and find the DC. Uh, I don't know if they promote
2: from within. Um. You think uh we I'm actually up for that? hoping or do
1: you... I don't want them to change. Like I I'm cool with McDermott calling the defense. I think I mm-hmm. would like to see maybe Babbage or Eric Washington um be the assistant defensive coordinator and kind of learn, you know, what McDermott's doing out there. But mm-hmm. Bro, I don't. I don't think it's a coaching issue there. Now, this is what I will. I, I'll say this. I think Brady's safe. I think the wide receiver coach is safe because good guys. Shakir has, has evolved into a absolute mm-hmm. beast. Um, oh. He's gonna,
2: I, I, gonna be I a fan. Riddle, he, you know what else he's gonna be? He's gonna be a fan favorite. I, I wow. think Khalil is going to be a very popular player in this team. There's something about him. He just seems to give a maximum effort every time. It, yeah, he just, he reminds me a little bit of Cole, but he's a little more explosive at times than Cole Beasley was yeah. when he gets the ball. If that, I, I'm not sure if I he can know. ever catch the he catches, but
1: I don't know if I said this to you. <laughs> Definitely talk to Sean and Brad and those guys about. Say so, yo, when I watch a care play, man, I see digs. I see Stephon. He's got the man. same. I see. He's got the Yeah, I see a lot of Stephon. Man. Really good. He's Rob got the Ryder, same really, really, yeah. Really short. Hmm. I see Stephon, bro.
2: Um. Now, well, I'll tell you why, Whittle. There is one coach on this staff that I think this will be a slam dunk, one hundred percent across the board. Should be shown the door. And if if I get any resistance, I'm, uh, that- I'm sorry. Who was that, Whittle? Sorry, I was breaking up a little bit.
1: I was saying John Butler,
2: the defensive back coach.
1: That's one, Uh,
2: but John Butler, the defensive back coach. Yeah, you think he's gone?
1: I would love to see him gone. I would love to. Yeah, that nothing would make me happier
2: than to see John
1: Babbage out of here, Smiley too. Yeah, the special teams coach. Yes, that's
2: that was that was the one I was gonna say, Matthew Smiley. Should have been fired yesterday. I, he should have been probably fired when we fired Ken Dorsey. I mean, we saw the decline in, in Bass's performance, we saw some of the coverage things, we saw the the punters. The, the, there's a lot of breakdowns under Smiley, the 12 men on the field, that yeah. things like that. Saran, been, so, so Ran Neal is a gunner this year, has
1: been so inconsistent. He, yes. I mean he, he went from being one of the core special team guys that like we depended on to just do like you either gonna make a great play or a boneheaded error and it's gonna cost us. Yeah I that that's yeah he gotta go um I was I I I want punk guy back man like they need to go and get the punk guy and bring him in, and let him be the putter next year. For two reasons. Number one, uh, the young man can punt the ball from here to the moon. And number two, if Bats decides he wants to start with the yips again, where he can't make a field goal, Guess who we kick field goals? And Ariza, bring him in.
2: Absolutely, I would
1: not find a fun guy.
2: He's done both. And you, you remember how delicate being, You remember how delicate Brandon Bean handled that issue with Ariza last year, which I thought, in height, a lot of people gave him heat for it, but it was a smart move because look what happened later on. No, The charges were dropped. Everything, I mean, he's been really, Matt has nothing hanging over him at this point, and he deserves another opportunity. And I I would imagine that the Bills organization would bring him back. They did draft him. They know a lot about him. So I I definitely am, am an advocate of bringing him in to get an opportunity next year, if he wants to come back, that is. But it sounds like the Bills did kind of right by him, even though they 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 had they had no choice but to make that move at the time. We we know that, but that I, I think at this point, the uh, unless the Bills handled it poorly behind the scenes, I, I see no reason why he wouldn't come back. I agree. I agree. So, Beyond yeah, Man, we kind of touched
1: on the, we touched on the roster, we touched on the game, touched on upcoming draft picks and things like that. Um, We even touched on the coaching staff. Um, We are going to continue to do the podcast through the offseason. What I will do is ensure that every week we have a podcast, I will highlight one prospect from one position group that we need. Thanks. I will do this every week. Now I'm gonna we're gonna upload content um about prospects throughout the off season. It's it's gonna be it may not be on YouTube. It may you may have to come to uh you may have to get this on um on Apple or, or Spotify if you wanna hear about all of the prospects that I'm looking at. Uh but I will I will do that throughout the entire offseason. We'll continue to talk about prospects leading up to the draft. There's a lot of them. Trust me, there are tons of kids that are that are going to be eligible for the NFL draft. We will be going, I will be going through most, I will be going through a lot of from those positions that we uh, spoke about.
2: Yeah, I, I just want to tell yeah. our listeners one thing. I just want to say I remember the space you were driving and I asked you about What do you want the Bills to do with the draft? And I just want everybody to know, Whittle not only gave me a seven-round breakdown of what the Bills should do, he was getting into their 40 times. He was getting into their combine results. While driving, folks, you're not going to want to miss some of these episodes coming up. It's going to be great stuff. We're going to really get deep into it. So Whittle, that conversation always stuck with me. I was so impressed. I said, how is he driving right now? Talking about uh, who's, who's that wide receiver from West Virginia you love so much? Bryce Ford Wheaton, and you were getting so deep on Bryce Ford Wheaton. I said, "Oh, that Bryce is Ford a- Wheaton, yeah. yeah, yes." I was so hey, excited. That, so. Let
1: me tell you something. Y'all, y'all write his name down
2: now.
1: I'm telling you, he's going to be a monster. Yep. Oh, yep. He's going to be a monster for the Giants next year. Yep. So
2: it's gonna We're going to have a lot of exciting content coming up. Even though it was a very disheartening loss, it, it was a tough way for us to lose, but. You Know, like we Bills fans do, right? We what did Marv Levy say? You lay down after battle, you get back up, right? I, I can't remember the exact quote, but that's what we do. We're right back at it, and we're, we're gonna go right right get right after 2024. Coming yeah, all I soon. can think
1: of, uh, all I can think of is that is that uh, little monologue from uh, from Rocky. He's like, it ain't how hard you hit somebody, it's how hard can you get it. And- and you, you gotta keep, and can you keep coming back for more? And that, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: man, like we have been beat down as Bills fans over and, over and over and over and over and over again. And yo, like we just we're not gonna stop. We're not gonna stop being a bad. We're not gonna stop being a good team. We're not gonna stop. Uh, we're not gonna stop telling you that Josh Allen is the second best quarterback in the NFL, and from a pure talent standpoint. He is the best football player in the world. We're not going to stop doing that. We're not Mm going to stop telling you that Diggs is a top five wide receiver despite his uh, fall off in the middle of the the second half of the season. We're not going to stop telling you that Sean McDermott is one of the best coaches in the the NFL. We're not going to stop telling you that this offensive line is one of the best units in the NFL. We're not going to stop telling you that James Cook is one of the best young running backs in the NFL, and he's a player to watch going forward. We're not going to stop telling you about Khalil Shakir and Dawg Kincaid and how those two guys are going to engineer and, and be the cornerstone of Josh in, his, in the second half of his career. We're not going to stop telling you about how good this defense is when it's healthy. And when we retool with a young fat, to compliment Jordan Poyer, who will be back next year. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poyer will be back at the starter yeah. next year. Because mm-hmm. he makes plays. Just ask Nico Harvin uh at the goal line. He makes plays. Um mm-hmm. we're not gonna stop talking about how good this defense is when it's healthy. So we are going to re- we're gonna retool, we're go- going to reload. And we're going to come back next year and attack this season the same way that we attacked this past uh this past year.
2: That's right. Don't don't let don't let these these haters on Twitter get to you guys. You know, we're we're, we're gonna bounce back. We we can handle this. We've been through it all. There's really is there really anything that we haven't been through as Bills fans at this point? I, I I can't unless you're just in your twenties and you never. Point, no. What, no, if but, you're in your
1: twenties, I'm glad you brought up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you're in your twenties, listen, you just, you just started. You just, I mean, this is new. Don't, don't worry, man. I'm t- you, have, you don't know trauma yet. Okay, as a Bills fan, you don't know trauma and heartbreak yet. If you're in your twenties, you don't. Okay? Um but beyond i'm glad you brought up twitter and i want to speak uh briefly but pointedly about um twitter and social media in general um it's a great tool when used correctly you connect with people that you never met you can share, share common goals you can you know, use it as a tool to help people. You can use it as a tool to build up others or you can use it as a tool for all the negative things that you want. Um, there are shows about catching predators because that, you know, sexually there are sexual predators that use the internet to go after use social media to go after young girls, young boys to take advantage of them. Um, there are people that use the internet to scam uh, people out of money. There are people that use social media to scam others out of money and, and services or what have you. Um, but then there's the different. Th- but then there are people who would like to characterize themselves as trolls. And it's one thing to troll to get laughs, but to Another thing when you set out to hurt people. Uh, Kevin Materia is uh someone that we you know we know through Twitter. Um, he's an analytics guy, extremely smart. Um one of the best people I know. And I'm proud to have met him. Uh one of the reasons that I'm on this app or I'm on this podcast right now is because of Kevin. Uh, Kevin inspired me to do this. He, he was one of the voices in the
2: background
1: saying you should totally do it. You you know, you'd be good at it. Um, and people, people, apparently, some people think I am. Uh, what he was subjected to over the last few weeks, I would say probably last few months, um, was absolutely disgusting. There are, there are low IQ cowards on the internet that talked uh, about his wife, they talked about him, they talked about their children. Uh, one of his children is named Tommy, he's autistic. And to attack a child because you don't like the analytics that, you, that he brings to the table when discussing football. It's absolutely monstrous. Um to attack this man's wife who has no part in these football conversations. I've never seen I've never seen his wife in any of these faces. Never. Not one. Um but then just to even attack Kevin. Uh who never like he doesn't even raise his voice at me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You you can disagree and still be respectful. It's easy to do. Um, Or you can be a coward and say all these uh, mean and absolutely disgusting things about people on the internet because you know you're not going to run into these people. So the consequences of like and I don't I, I'm not advocating for violence, but the, the consequences of being punched in the face or slapped for saying the wrong thing about somebody is is it's not there when you're on the internet, when you're on social media. So people do it. Um Twitter spaces has the has uh degraded has been degraded to that now. The majority of it, I think, when it comes to the NFL. Uh, These spaces are just meeting grounds for people to say some of the wildest things, some of the meanest, most hurtful, degrading, dehumanizing things to other people because of differences about a game that none of us are getting paid to play. None of our families are dependent on football. Um so I don't have anything to say to the people that do that. I don't have anything to say to them. I just will deny them access going forward. And if you Feel the need to uh, to uh, connect yourself to these trolls, to these people who do that. I'm going to block you as well. I'm not going to have a stressed out season next year. I'm not going to have a stressed out offseason. I'm just going to block you guys. And I implore the people listening to do the same. Because we as a community can't allow what happened to Gavin to happen to anybody else. We cannot allow we cannot sit back and allow that to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um the saddest part about all of this is that it's only a small fraction of people that do this stuff, but The problem isn't just that. It's the people who laugh. It's the people who open up spaces solely for that to happen. It's the people who embrace it, who give it a platform. I was one of those people. And I'm part of the problem. I was part of the problem. I helped us get to this point.
2: Well, and now,
1: hold yeah. on, beyond. Let me. Let me. Uh,
2: sorry. No, go, go for it. I'm sorry.
1: And now, I instead of being a part of the problem, I want to be the change. I'm going to be the change that I want to see. So, um, over the next few weeks, I will not be as active in Twitter spaces. I'll still be active in Twitter, but I will not be as active in Twitter spaces. There are some Twitter spaces that I used to go to that I will no longer go to ever again. And it, it's no, I have no issue with the uh, people who run them or anything like I have no issues. It's just not where I'm, I'm not there anymore. I've evolved or grown past that, whatever you want to call it. You know, that's where I'm at. I'm at. Um, but what I'm never going to be past is allowing people to disrespect, or allowing people to disrespect my friends. So, uh, I will have spaces eventually again, and when I do, it's going to be about football. The people who like to take this like to take the conversation away from football will not be allowed. Anymore. They won't be allowed to listen. They won't be allowed to mic. That's just it. They'll be blocked. They won't be able to see it. That's it. That is it. I don't care how many burners you create. I don't care how many uh, wives or girlfriends' accounts you log in from. It's not gonna matter because I block those accounts too. I don't care. There are billions of people on this earth. I <laughs> could block thousands and still be okay. I promise you out there. And I hope that those of you that are listening and know what's going on or have seen these types of things happening um, on Facebook or or Twitter or Instagram or whatever else. I hope you guys you know look at yourselves in the mirror and decide to be part of the solution as well and with that being said i'm going to step off of the soapbox and leave
2: everything else to me up to you sir close us out whenever you're
1: ready.
2: well i i'll make this brief whittle i cannot agree more of a lot of what you said oh you know the one thing i'll say you being part of the problem Oh no! You've been part of solution a lot more, almost all the time I've known you. And as far as the spaces go, I mean, I'm grateful. I mean, how, how are you and I here right now? Right, you and I met on Twitter Spaces, and I'm eternally grateful for that. And you know, we've become friends. All, you know, and I'm and I'm so blessed to have you, Lishan, Donna, who's in there in the spaces. Jason, I see you in there. I, I've gotten to know so many of you, Mike. I mean, we could we could be here for an hour talk about so many people we've gotten to know and, and, and that's the best part of it and, and those are the people that we want to focus on and kevin is right up there as well and i just want to say to kevin and amanda and her family you know we got your back i mean all of us here you know on our network you know me and whittle and everybody listens we'll always have your back against the, those kind of just you know just deplorable things that 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 were said And we're not going to go down, like you said, we're not going to focus on the ones that are doing it because it's just a very, very small percentage, but just know us and many of you, we have your back and we're looking for quality, not quantity going forward. And, and I really believe we're going to get there. And I still believe in the core people that we've gotten to know Whittle and, and we add some of those as well. I I, I think it's, it's going to be great on the spaces again. I, I really think it can be so, like you said, I think we just need more of a zero tolerance policy with these things. And you, you always say this is not that serious, right? That's one of your famous lines, and I and I, I it, it is so true. Like you know, football, we, we get passionate, we love the game, but when you start attacking someone's family, especially their kids, I mean, come on, I mean, what are we doing, folks? Right? So we shouldn't even be attacking anybody personally, but especially when you start going after family. That's and we know how fast things spread on Twitter. We've seen things in the off season with Bill's Mafia. There was that one fan who got thrown off because of things he did. And it was just an onslaught. Tens of thousands of people coming after him. We've seen it. Right? It's dangerous out there, folks. So just, you know, keep your keep your friends, you know, go for quality. Don't just go for quantity. You know, I need all these followers stuff. Just just be mindful of who, who you're really talking to and who you're putting your trust in. So that, that's all I wanted to say on that. So and I look forward to your spaces again in the upcoming future. And I, and I firmly believe it and maybe I'll start joining you guys every so often as well. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But yeah, so, um, yeah. What do you want to, what do you want to tackle first next week? What do, what, what do you want me to dive into.
2: Wild well, I, safety well, line, defensive line. There's so many, uh, <laughs> Well, maybe uh wide receiver is probably the biggest one that a lot of fans are gonna talk about this off season. So I think we should start with the biggest the biggest uh apparent need that we're gonna have or and especially the depth of this draft. I'm very interested to see you go into that. So I, I think that's something you know we could definitely get into. And then we'll eventually start breaking down for agency. Although I don't expect us to be too Donna says wide receivers, so I, I I think we should do it. So, but as far as what is free agency goes, we're we're, we're going to be shopping at the thrift store. So, I don't Always. think we can look at. We're not going to be looking at T Higgins, folks. Let, let's just be honest already, okay? We're not getting a T Higgins, so we we gotta we gotta we gotta go to the bottom of the bin. We gotta look for those little deals, right? So, but we'll we'll get to that as well. We'll we'll start looking for maybe some possible bargains that Brandon Bean can look at as well. So, we'll, we'll, I'm not gonna uh, lie, man. Listen. Michael Pittman is available, to cheap.
1: I wouldn't mind that. I would love that actually. Mind that at all? A great wide receiver too. Uh, yes. If Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen is available and he doesn't want to play for the Chargers next year, and want, would wouldn't mind coming to Buffalo. Oh, sign me up all day. Sign me up. But um, with that being said, you know, I think we're, I think we're gonna get out of here. You okay with that, Beyond?
2: Absolutely. I think this was a uh, the podcast we needed today. And if you're listening out there, and I know it still hurts, we'll be fine. We're a resilient bunch, us Bills fans. We're we're gonna we're gonna rise above again. So we'll, we'll be right back at it, starting next week, and we'll start going into 2024.
1: And to be honest, like we've been here with while right already. So mm-hmm. yeah. we should we'll ju- if anybody we'll knows how one. to deal with this this type of trauma, it's us. Oh god. Yeah, so um as, as always, folks, uh we 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 thank you all for coming. Um we appreciate the support and all the love. And you know, we'll be back here next week. Same time. Same channel. Same bat time. Same bat channel, right? You got it. Um oh and go
2: ravens. Yeah. Real quick real quick. Uh, ravens Ravens, Niners, that's my pick. Are you sticking with that as well? I'd love
1: for a Ravens Lions Super
2: Bowl. I, although I'll pick it, yeah, I am, but I'll pick the Niners, unfortunately. I, I would love to see Detroit win, but I, I really think it's gonna be San Francisco and, and Baltimore once we get to Monday. We're gonna
1: find out. We'll definitely find out. Yes, indeed. Uh, so yes, indeed. Shout out to you, sir. Shout out to everybody listening. Shout out to everybody who commented, except for jokes. So no yeah,
2: we yeah, uh, I Joe, yeah, I saw joke yeah, I saw jokes got a shot in there. No He's, shout out for jokes. He's reveling in our pain. <laughs> Oh, he is. Oh, I, I see yeah. him. We'll, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll attack him <laughs> at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him. We'll, we'll, we'll attack him at some point. Um,
1: but hey, you know, another show in the books. We appreciate everybody pulling up, and um, you know, even when we're down, we still support. Go Bills.
2: Go Bills. Have a good day. Have a good week, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night.